It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I think the rest of the season comes down to one question. Can Auburn win with two quarterbacks? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen. Every single day, it's a Crane Kick Thursday. We're joined by Jake Crane of Crane & Company and the Daily Wire. Jake, the topic of Auburn's quarterback rotation isn't going anywhere, and I don't think it's going anywhere as a rotation either. Uh, Both quarterbacks spoke to the media earlier this week. It sounds like that's going to be part of the game plan moving forward. So the big question is, and we'll talk about the remaining five games on Auburn's schedule in a moment, but when it comes to winning those games, can Auburn win those games with two quarterbacks, Jake? Well, you know, I I think they can win the games where the the rosters are somewhat similar or or maybe Auburn has an advantage, but it's tough for me because, look, right now at this point, I know we're going to get to the rest of the schedule, I mean, you're looking at it at, at Arkansas, even though Arkansas has absolutely fallen off a cliff. Uh, and, and you should feel a lot better about that game if you're an Auburn fan than, than maybe at the beginning of the year. Uh, I, I think the roster is going to be somewhat similar. And then Alabama is going to come in here, obviously, with a better roster than what Auburn has. But when, when it yeah. comes to being able to win games where you may not be the most talented team, I, I struggle, Zach, to, to sit here and say yes. You know, I want to say yes. You know, I, I, I hope that they can. But it, but it feels like it, and something we say, and I've said on here, uh, if somebody shows you who they are enough, you, you have to believe them. Uh, you can't sit here and say, all right, well, Peyton Thorne plays better at home, so we'll just start him at home. And he doesn't play great on the road, so we'll start start uh, Robbie Ashford on the road. Zach, it just seems to me like like with this Auburn team and, and with the DNA that they have and, and the ability that they have, I think they're going to struggle to beat a better team rotating quarterbacks like this not saying that you know you don't need to bring in Robbie Ashford on third and short or fourth and short or first and goal kind of like what we saw at the beginning of the year right right uh, yeah. against UMass but uh the, the carousel it just makes it tough it makes it tough on everybody it's hard to build true chemistry and it's hard to be able to listen to one voice when it seems like you know it's 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 a ro- it's a rotating carousel of who's taking the snap so you know against Mississippi State yeah they they, they can win against New Mexico State at home, yeah, they can win. I mean, at Vanderbilt, yeah, they can win. But, you know, to do the things that Auburn wants to do and maybe get to the plateau that me and you talked about uh, or get to that peak that me and you talked about, I just don't see it yet. What have, what have they shown you, Zach, to believe that that they can go and beat somebody that's better than them operating the way that they're operating? Uh, I don't think they've shown me any of that, Jake, and that's what we've seen so far, right? The teams that Auburn has played where their roster is better Cal, <laughs> they, they've won. And the teams that they play where their roster um, is not better, these last four games where they've lost them all, you know, they've fallen short. And props to them for staying in a few of those games, especially the Georgia game. I think that was impressive for everyone involved. But, I mean, the, the gap between the talent between Auburn's roster and Ole Miss roster, I don't think is substantial, but I do think quarterback playing in scheme was the big major mismatch. And all of that. I don't think you see that again over the next four games, though, Jake. And, and so I think I think you're right. If we would have seen Robbie and more of, I don't know, it's a little odd because 
they almost take Robbie out when it's third and short, it seems like. And and to me, I, I don't know if that's really maximizing the potential of this quarterback rotation. But like you said, I mean, we've seen them do it over and over and over again. This is this is who they are at this point. Yeah. Well, well, my, my thing, Zach, and, and and there's a bigger point here that, that I want to make sure I convey because it's been a hot topic in, in you know, the Auburn community. Uh, it, it When it comes to the rotation, it has seemed kind of interesting at sometimes like a quarterback will get going and then they'll replace them. It, it's not purely this guy's not playing well. Let's put the other guy in and let him ride. We've seen this guy's not playing well let's put the other guy in all right he's playing well hey new drive let's put the, the guy that wasn't playing well in so that, that's one part that's kind of been yeah. confusing to me and and you know they've been down specific some with Peyton Thorne hey it's third and eight now let's take Robbie out and put Peyton in which I mean you're in a passing down anyway they're going to know it but I've seen a lot of people Zach sit here and and say and and I get why you say it right that uh, hey man maybe Auburn needs to go up tempo maybe Auburn needs to go fast Maybe that'll that'll give them a chance to to be a little bit better. And you know they may be a little bit better on offense. You may see a couple more first downs and some drives. You may see an extra touchdown or two. But Auburn doesn't have the depth defensively to be able to operate at that speed over long yeah. courses of time. It's not like the offense is going to be twenty one points better. I don't think it's going to make such a big jump offense. It's not going to make the outside wide receivers be able to catch the ball better or block better or turn Peyton Thorne into a better thrower or Robbie Ashford into a better thrower. What it does is it leaves your defense out there for 25 or 30 more snaps. And Auburn's been relying on their defense to keep them in games, which does not have a great pass rush, which does not have depth. So you're not, you're robbing your best path to try and make your worst path a little bit better and the, the 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 coach's job is to put the team in the best position to be able to win the game. As, mm-hmm. as unfortunate as, as it is, as unsexy and as boring as it is, Auburn's best best path against teams that they, that are better than them from a personnel standpoint is to try and dribble the shot clock till it gets about out, and then take a shot and turning it turn it in to a slower, lower scoring drudge along game where they have a chance at the end a little bit like you saw against Ole Miss right a little bit like you saw against Georgia I I I would rather have that than be getting beat you know 51 to 31 you know and leaving the defense out there for for 30 percent more snaps they're already having to play too much and they have no depth so I can understand why people are saying that I just I, I don't think it would work yeah, I don't think so either. I, I guess the mindset of it, though, is like, you got to try something different. You got to try something different. And, and I understand where you're coming from. I agree. I think Auburn needs to continue to lean on the rushing game, trust their quarterbacks when they need to trust them. Uh, it doesn't appear that they trust them at all. Zero throws in the third quarter. I'm still not quite over that stat. Continually throwing it on third and six is, is mind-blowing, or running the ball on third and six is mind-blowing to me. But that's what this team is, like you said, at this point of the season. So. I think Auburn can win 17 to 10 against these next four opponents uh, against Mississippi state against Vanderbilt against Arkansas, that New Mexico state they'll win. But the, these upcoming three games, Jake, I, I think Auburn can, can limit the scoring of these upcoming three teams because we've seen these teams be limited on offense consistently throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we know styles make fights and I mean, look, Mississippi state just went on the road and beat Arkansas seven to three. Um, you know, I'm looking at that Gross. Auburn Mississippi State under 43 and a half, and I mean, it, it, that looks about as good as good as Gal Gadot walking in here with the 
the whip of truth or whatever it's called. So sure. when when you look at, at this Auburn team and and we've talked about the personnel and we've talked about, you know, things they can try to try and do to to make it better. These next three games, they will be a game of the team that makes the least mistakes will win. There will not be a team that wins these next three. There will be a team that loses these next three. And that happens a lot in college football. It happens a lot in sports in general. A lot of times, other teams let like, – like Bama, even when they were rolling, they had better players than you. They had a better coaching staff than you. But they didn't make the same mistakes that you did. That's the trick. How do you get yeah. by with having lesser talent? Or how do you get by with even talent when you're deficient in some important places? Well, you play clean. At the end of the day, if Auburn plays clean, they should win these next three games uh, because I do think the personnel is even, and I believe in Hugh Freeze and the coaching staff enough. So it's it's and that's not saying you you just run it up the middle every time. That's not saying that you just play umbrella coverage on defense every time. But it's it's the penalties, it's it's the mistakes on special teams, it's field position, it's being able to down that ball inside the ten yard line, it's making those field goals. It's playing clean. That's going to be the difference. And Auburn should have the advantage, in my opinion, these next three. All right, Jake, there's five games left on Auburn's schedule, which is sad to say the season's like almost over, which is a total. I don't know. Get this one over with, Zach. I'm some get some this people may want with. this to be done. So that that's fair. That's fair. But let, I want to look at the remaining five games and talk about the importance of each of these five games coming up. We're going to rank them. We love ranking things here on Locked on Auburn. That's coming up right here. Unlocked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best way, the easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. You can win up to 25 times your money. All you have to do is log into your Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for the first deposit match up to $100. And once you've got that there, you can go and check all of these props. They've got players with a stat, the projected stat listed over or under or more or less, you need to be sure uh, to pick more than one. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, you know, obviously, the more you pick, the more you can win up to 25 times your money. But I love prize picks. I think you will too. It's very fun to play. And I just, I, I have better luck playing with prize picks than I do with actually, you know, sports gambling. So once again, head over to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for our first deposit match up to $100. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the best place to find new talent for your company. Every new hire these days could be like a high stakes wager for your small business. Say, oh no, what am I going to do? Well, have no fear. LinkedIn Jobs is here for you and your small business. They've got a bunch of simple yet specific screening options that can help you find the candidate you want to talk to faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That is linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Jake Crane of Crane & Company. There's five games left on Auburn's schedule. Jake, I want to rank them from most important to least important. So for those who don't know, the next five games, the final five games, Mississippi State at home, you go to Vandy, you go to Arkansas, then you host New Mexico State, and of course you host Alabama in the Iron Bowl. And Jake, I guess there's two places to start for the most important game. I, I think there's three arguments. I think there's three arguments here. One is Mississippi State, because it's the next one. You're coming off of a four-game losing streak. It's like, boy, you really feel like you need to win this one if you want to go uh, to a bowl game. 
The other argument, I think, is the Iron Bowl, because there's going to be some Auburn folks, there's going to be a lot of Auburn folks that say the Iron Bowl is always the most important game no matter what. And then I think you can make the argument that the toughest winnable game left is at Arkansas, and that's going to be an important one as well. So I personally think Mississippi State this weekend is the most important game remaining on Auburn's schedule. Where do you sit on that? Well, I, I think it's the Iron Bowl, and, and not just for the reason, oh, it's the Iron Bowl, and, and you could sure. lose the rest of them and, and win that one, and, and people look around and say, you know what, I'm fine with it. It'll help recruiting. Uh, but I, I think it's the Iron Bowl because even if you win, if you go on a winning streak and you win the Iron Bowl, it's huge. You're already going to a bowl game. But if for some reason you don't and you're not going bowling, that Alabama win could supplant you going bowling in the first year as a sign of big progress, not only to the fan base, not sure. only Hugh Freeze coming in here and going one to know in the Iron Bowl in his first year, uh, but you know, kind of like Brian Kelly beat Alabama in his first year. Not saying LSU Alabama's Iron Bowl, but kind of in that same vein. But in recruiting as well, it's massive, right? We saw the reaction after they played Georgia close. You're looking at guys who may be close to flipping. Ryan Williams is one. It's keeping other guys in the boat. We're hearing, you know, momentum with Waller and some of these other guys. That would be a marquee, hey, recruits, guess what? You remember when we told you we were almost there against Georgia and we just needed you? Well, we just beat Alabama. Let's go go undefeated next year with talented guys like you and really take this rocket ship to the moon. So I think Alabama, not just because it's the Iron Bowl, it's the greatest rivalry in the history of mankind, uh, but it can make up for not making a bowl. And if you do make a bowl, it could absolutely jumpstart recruiting to a totally new level and give you that much more momentum going into the bowl season and to the next year. Sure. Yeah. I, I think I would go Mississippi State, Arkansas, Alabama, Vandy, New Mexico State. I think that would be my order. Yeah. I, look, I think there's a logical argument for all of it. I, I just know there's there's one cure-all. There's one uh, flex seal for this season, and that's how, that's Auburn beating Bama. I also think if, if Auburn were to pull off that to, to strengthen your argument of of the Iron Bowl being the most important game left on the schedule is, I mean, imagine the storylines around Hugh Freeze. I mean, he probably nationally gets labeled as like, oh, he's like the Nick Saban beater. Like, I mean, he's the only guy that can consistently beat Nick Saban Without no matter what. He beat him with Bo Wallace and Peyton Thorne. Somebody get that man a key to the city. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like that argument even more now that I think about it. Now that I think about it, what would be your what, what's your full five? If you had to rank those, I would say Bama one. Uh, I would say I would say Vanderbilt two. You need to yeah, obviously you need to be New Mexico because it's Vanderbilt. That's just a bad that that's a tough one. That's a tough one to get past, right? They were ready to they were ready to throw Billy Napier off the the nearest cliff in Florida when he lost to him. That's just one of those games where you got to be Vandy, man. You got to be Vandy because it just resonates. Uh, I would say, you know, Arkansas, I, I would probably put it that next one uh, just because it's a road game, right? And and being able to split, we, we said, how can Auburn get to eight? Well, being able to split one of A&M and Arkansas on the road would obviously be massive. Uh, and, you know, again, is that, hey, you don't want to look at it like this, but is that the final death nail in Sam Pittman at Arkansas? And now you have a another SEC West team that's going to kind of have to rebuild you may be able to get a couple recruits. You may be able to go get a couple guys off the roster. That's just the way you got to look at it nowadays. And then obviously New Mexico State, which you know Jerry Kill, he's a problem. Pavia can get hot, but you know again Auburn should be able to win that one. Yeah, yeah. And so then you've got Mississippi State, then New Mexico State as four and five. Yeah, yeah. Mississippi State, then New Mexico State. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I, I just think if you lose five in a row, that's really bad. That's really, oh, really good. bad. Ask Arkansas. And, 
Yeah, that's right. And Arkansas is in a situation where, like, okay, all right, we we did our five. Now we've got Mississippi State. Thank goodness. And then yeah, they got and Mississippi then, then State. What happened? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a little worried that Auburn's going to do that. Okay, we got out of this brutal stretch of four games. Now they've got to play Mississippi State. That's really probably my biggest concern going into Saturday's game. If, if Auburn, if Auburn, Auburn cannot afford to overlook anybody. Auburn can't afford no to way. overlook a scrimmage right now against themselves. Like then there's no. And I know Hugh Freeze and that staff. I mean, that you want that taste of winning again. You want that. You've you've lost in in your home field. You haven't been able to defend your home field now now twice in a row. You got a team that that you're at least even par with, if not better than, from a roster standpoint. At home, you need to beat them. You need to protect where you play. All right, that's and that starts early, right? Nobody's gonna walk into your house and take your remote and tell your wife to go cook a steak and kick your dog and tell you to go wait outside. That needs to stop at Auburn right now. It needs to stop. It needs to stop with Mississippi State. Then it needs to stop with New Mexico State. Then it needs to stop with Bama. All right. I'm fired up. I'm all about that. I'm all about that. When you think about how the goals for this team seem to have shifted, right? Because going into it, it's like, can Auburn win 10? Can Auburn win 9? Can Auburn win 8? Now, and even with, like, with the questions and the responses that players are having you know, with the media availability earlier in the week, it shifted to, man, we just want to go bowling. We want to go to a bowl game. Does that goal shift midseason impact how you play, Jake? Well, I mean, I think you're dealing with human beings. I mean, now that the, the top goal's out, it, it I'm not saying it's going to affect that you go out there and play hard or not, but, you know, how does it affect how you prepare? Are yeah. you preparing the same way that you were before week one when everything was still on the table or before week two when everything was still on the table? Or are you like, all right, well, we're just trying to go bowling now. Maybe I won't be locked in as much during meetings this week. Uh, maybe, you know, I'll just get through it. I'll just go through the motions, just try and get to Saturday because I'm now just – you know, looking forward to the game and that's it. I don't think Auburn has that culture. We'll see. Um, that's It's going to be a good test for Hugh Freeze and this staff early. But yeah, when you're dealing with human beings and you, and you take away the the golden goal, uh, it, it does affect them. But I, I think embarrassment affects you too. I think losing like this in that Auburn jersey, you know, nothing motivates a human being more, especially 18 to 22 year old male than being yeah. in. And I, and I don't use embarrassed as the term of, oh, well, they should be embarrassed of themselves. But you, you should be, uh, you know, it's <clears throat> it's year one, but you shouldn't be excited about the way you're playing. You shouldn't be happy about that. I know you're not running around Tumor's Corner bragging about being three and four. So at some point, you know, you got to figure it out and, and get Auburn back to where they belong. So will it affect the preparation? Maybe a little bit, but I don't think enough to where this team's going to either, you know, just fall off a, a cliff and quit, or they're going to turn into some mega giant that we had no idea that this team was really that good. So I think you're going to get similar to what you've been getting. I think it's going to be touch and go. Yeah. Okay. So let's discuss, is Auburn going to go bowling? I think I know where you're going to go with this, but also <clears throat> there's a narrative that's popped up about this season versus future seasons. And, and Jake, I want your thought on that in just a moment, right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network, as well as the NFL. And FanDuel's heating up even more with the NBA being back. It's time for the World Series, and obviously college football in the NFL. Uh, I think hockey's close to starting again, too. Not positive on that, but FanDuel's got it all. FanDuel's got it all with, with props, odds, lines. They've got everything you want. Um, and all you need to do right now is head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on. 
And new customers get $200 back in bonus bets guarantee when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. They've got Auburn. It's a six and a half point favorite. If you think Auburn will win by more than that, you need to head over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the LockedOn Podcast Network. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Frisky Whiskey. Frisky Whiskey is the best place to buy all of your alcohol, whether it's beer, wine, vodka, whiskey, tequila. It doesn't matter what it is. Frisky Whiskey's got it with their incredible selection, 10,000 square feet of selection, and their prices are unbeatable. They're unbeatable. It's right off of I-85. As soon as you get into the Georgia state line, you'll see billboards all over the place pointing you uh, uh, to the direction of Frisky Whiskey. You also can just type in Frisky Whiskey in your phone's GPS, and they will take uh, your phone will take you right there. But seriously, best service, best prices, best selection. And it's in Georgia, not Alabama, so the prices are significantly lower. It's worth the 20-minute drive from Auburn and Opelika. Thank you so much to Frisky Whiskey for partnering with Locked on Auburn. It's Jake Crane on a Crane Kick Thursday hanging out with us. And one thing I think I want to look at is this narrative, Jake. This narrative between, okay, Hugh Freeze, he's always talking about the future. He's always talking about the future, not necessarily this season and an investment in recruiting. And there's a lot of fans that have kind of spoken up Jake, there's a lot of fans that have spoken up and said, hey, what should we feel about this? He, he's so focused on the future. He's not necessarily focused on this year's team. Do you buy that? Is that overblown? Where are you with this narrative? Well, I mean, you, you got to be able to do both, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you sit here when that's that's part of being the head coach. You're not just focused. And, and look, even assistants, you have to recruit. I mean, you're recruiting three years down the road. So, yeah, I, I feel like that's just kind of a – a Auburn's not playing well. Let's find something to, to kind of complain about, or let's find a narrative that maybe this is the problem. Look, you've got to be able to take care of the future and the present. There's only so much though that Hugh Freeze can do right now in year one. There's only so much, but you're trying to get your team to where now you don't have to go out there and, and try and run the shot clock out to beat teams. You want to be able to go line up and do what you want to do. Like you, I hope everybody realizes that, that this, style of play probably hurts Hugh Freeze more than anybody. He doesn't mm. want to do this. He doesn't want to. If you've ever seen Hugh Freeze operate ever in his career, he wants to be dynamic, right? He wants to be aesthetically pleasing and go fast on offense and hit big plays and take advantage and take the fight to the other team. But that's just not the best course of action right now. Sometimes you have to retreat a little bit to, to get yourself in a position to have a chance to win the battle and then ultimately win the war. But when it comes to that, you've got to be able to do both. you got to be able to look at the future, which I think Auburn's yeah. recruiting at a pretty high level right now considering what's going on, and also take care of the guys on your roster, especially in the era of the transfer portal where you're going to have to re-recruit guys. So he's doing both. Yeah. Uh, does Auburn go bowling this year? Do they get the six ones? Yeah, I think they do. I, I think they get to six. I think they beat at least Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, New Mexico State to get to six. And then obviously yeah. you look at at Arkansas on the road and then then Alabama. You know, can you get to seven? I think right now, and I picked Auburn to beat Alabama in, in you know, this year, which is something I haven't done since I got into sports media. Um but you, I, you still I, I you still feel, believe that? You still picking Auburn I, in that I, game? I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance. Alabama hasn't shown a, the ability to play a consistent sixty minutes. 
I mean, mm-hmm. at least with Auburn, at least we know what they are, right? They, they typically play the same way, but Alabama's going to be tough. Let's not make any bones about totally. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Auburn goes bowling this year. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, the next four games are crucial, right? I mean, these next four games are crucial, similar to these past four games were crucial, but I think for different reasons. I think the last four games kind of showed and symbolized what the upside of the season would be. The next four is like, okay, what's the floor of your season? certainly yeah. look like, and they've got to be Mississippi state. They have to beat Vanderbilt. I think they've got to beat Arkansas. I mean, I think Arkansas, like I, I'm just not impressed with them, right? There's a reason why they've lost so many games. They they're off this week. I believe they go to Florida and then they've got to return from the swamp and then host Auburn. I think Auburn kind of got lucky with that scheduling there. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Like, is it, is, is that Arkansas locker room broken? Is Sam Pittman yeah. still coaching at that point? I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of turmoil in that program and how bought in are these players going to be? I mean, we have no clue. Yeah. I mean, the offensive coordinator has gone. It's, it's going downhill. It's looking like I know the buyout drops, you know, next year for Sam Pittman, but let's not act like Arkansas doesn't have Walmart money. I mean, they got, they got plenty of money. Um, I, I just, if you're going to catch them, it's the right time to catch them for sure. You know, at least Auburn has stability right now. Yeah, no question. Jake, how can people check out everything you've got going on, bud? Yeah, man, it's easy. Uh, the best way, if you listen, it's Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's Crane and Company, C-R-A-I-N and Company. Uh, if you're on YouTube, uh, it's Crane and Company, C-R-A-I-N and Company. Same thing there. We go live each weekday morning, 6.30 to 8 a.m. Central. It stays on there the whole time, though. We have live calls and a live chat. Always talking Auburn and some good Auburn calls this week. Uh, but, yeah, man, check us out. It's a good time. Yeah, you can find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.